Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, Michael's back. Uh Uh-huh, Michael's back. Oh, 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 you know what time it is, right? It's time for the Mom and Michael Hour right here on WCCO Radio. I love this hour. It's my favorite. Why? Because my son, Michael Battle, is here joining us again. Hi, son. How are you? I am fantastic. Happy Easter to you. Oh, happy Ramadan and happy Passover to you and Joey as well. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll tell you, I'm, we went to a, a Passover Seder on the second night of Passover, which was Saturday evening. Uh, and it was just a beautiful occasion. There were about 15, 20 people there. And it was a, wow. it's a very open Seder to everyone. Uh, and, and they went around the table and had us all talk about freedom, of course, that being uh, a core concept of Passover and the story itself uh, of the Hebrews uh, being freed. And we got about halfway through the table until people really started to cry when they were saying things. And that triggered the rest of the table. And the whole back half that I was on, we were a blubbering mess. We all were trying to talk. And it was beautiful and amazing. But, I mean, it was just so warm. There was so much love in that room. And we were just like, freedom needs to me. Uh, And I'm just so happy to be here and to love who I love. Mm -hmm. It was a whole thing. It was it was truly a beautiful seder, and seder's uh, rather traditional seder's go on for a very very long time as you go through all the different uh, questions and phrases and ex- explanations of, of, of each of the items on, on the seder plate. Um, but this is a very very non traditional seder, so we did some of that, but really it still took a long time. But just to share our thoughts and our love and our feeling and get all the tears out, and then we ate everything. <laughs> we had. <laughs> I, it's, it's our friend Nicole, and her mom makes the best matzo ball soup I've ever had, which I'm sure everyone thinks their mom makes the best matzo ball, but really, uh, I believe she has the best one. And the gefilte fish was the best gefilte fish I've ever had at someone's house, at a deli, anywhere. We had a great, great time. So it was it was a beautiful thing. Um, I shouldn't have had any of that because I'm allergic to a lot of it. As yes, I know, you are. <laughs> As I do at all holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Passover, Easter, I'm going to eat all the things I shouldn't. So I was a little late to Easter church this morning, uh, but I went to Aunt Janice's church. Easter church. church. <laughs> I went to Aunt Janice's church here in West Hollywood. And where I, she I is the there. pastor, by the way. Yes. Where, I should say Pastor Janice, as they all call her there. And I told her that Joey and I were going to go uh, for Easter. 
And uh, but thank goodness they broadcast the service on online. So I was able to still watch as it was proceeding. And I was like, all right, there's a few more songs and the sermon's coming up. I have to just be in the pew before the sermon starts. <laughs> but I can just get there. Like, you have to forgive me for eating all the things I shouldn't have and just running real late this morning. But yeah, uh, You know what's I- really funny about that, though, Michael? When you were talking to me about it and you were saying, oh, you know, uh, Auntie, I came to church, to Auntie's church this morning, and all of a sudden she chimes in and goes, yeah, and he was really late because you were like, well, you know, it, we got there around the time when, you know, an important thing is about to happen. I'm like, like the sermon? And you no. were like... <laughs> no, no, no. I- because I think, yeah, I, I think that since I was on FaceTime with you and we were all four of us were talking, you couldn't hear all the mm-hmm. details. But I, I did say I got there before her sermon started. She had mistakenly thought I did not. Also, oh, you, is that, okay. Is that your impression of me? Is that the <laughs> voice you use? When I, oh my goodness! <laughs> no, <laughs> it is not. In your mind? No, when not you, at uh, all, son. You know, mom, no. like I was, you know. You are my yes, favorite son. You really are, honey. You are my favorite. That's right. You may yeah, be well, the I, only I, one, but you're also my favorite. Absolutely. <laughs> Still winning. Yes, I did get there in time to hear her entire sermon. Um, and it was beautiful. So I, you know, I wanted to go see family. And so I, I got to see my, my direct family, my extended family here in Los Angeles. And that's, of course, what it's all about. Um, so it's, it's been a beautiful weekend. It's been a beautiful weekend. The weather here was beautiful when we woke up this morning. Just really, really bright and gorgeous. And it started to get gray out by the time we all went to him. Miserable. Good Lord. He's got on. Look, pull the nail out. No, no, no. Wherever it is in your body, just pull it out. Mom, he he was saying uh, he was saying a hymn. He wants us to sing a hymn for Easter. You know, he's just reverent. That's what that was. A hymn. I'd like a hymn. That's what I. No, if only. I will not accept a hymn in this here in this here WCCO studio church unless women are wearing big hats. (laughs) Unless there are big. What do you know about that? What do you mean? What do I know about that? What do you know about that? What? Oh my goodness! I mean, he's still from the Midwest. He he yes. knows about you know black women in church hats. I mean, that's still part of the culture. Well, do they? I think you grew up Catholic, right? No, every time. I, Gosh, I why do just, I say that all the time? I was talking about this with someone on Friday. I, I was talking with someone about our uh, just in mutual passing our our upbringing, and I said, yeah. I I went to Catholic schools. Now, some people think that because I went to Catholic schools that I am Catholic, but I'm not Catholic. I said this on Friday. Did you? With I you wasn't there on mind. Friday. With you <laughs> in mind. You're the main culprit. Well, culprit? Aren't you, aren't you telepathic? I mean, he said this on Friday to someone oh, else. You were geez. supposed to just yeah, I'm supposed to know that. that message. Right. You're supposed to know that. Right, I'm, just, right. I'm just saying, Didn't no, I did, not, I did not grow up in the Catholic Church. I went to okay. Catholic schools. And the only reason I asked Jonathan is because I, when I think of you, I think of Catholic. And I've never, I've been to Catholic churches and services, and I've just never seen anyone wear a hat. No, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, okay. When I went to churches, when I went to a church, like the big, the big heads, yeah. The big, I went to a Baptist church, like the really wide rims and big oh, yeah. feathers coming out, yeah. Oh yes, at the Baptist church, all of that. Again, mm-hmm. Easter 
is the same in the black church as the Kentucky Derby is to horse racing fans. Oh, my it's, God. Did you compare true. the Kentucky? No, Wait, lightning bolt's about true. to hit you. I'm going to move to the other room. Listen, listen to your <laughs> son. Listen no, to mom, your but son. Mom, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, uh-huh. in, in, terms of, in terms of outfits and the religion of how one should look, very much the Kentucky Derby is, is that way. I mean, there is a look. You have to have the big hats. People have custom hats made for their outfits, and the colors are as vibrant at the Derby as they are on Easter Sunday in most African-American churches. So I hear him. It's not about the religion. It's about the, the outfits. Um, and, and I will say people in L.A. today, because uh, I, I went to the mall afterwards to see a movie, and people were more dressed up because they had Easter brunches and Easter services today, or maybe other Passover events on Sunday if they wanted to keep hanging out with their family. But people had beautiful dresses and bright colors, and I loved that, seeing whole families out at the mall uh, 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 later in the day. Uh, today just you know all dressed up in college shirts so yes i've never been to the K- kentucky derby um on purpose but if i ever go <laughs> i was about to ask that <laughs> if i ever go mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to make sure i'm in line with the wardrobe what do you call those um it's like a clasp on a man's shirt um and it, it represents like horses or animals like that and um, many you see many men in Western wear. Come on, it's called. It's got. I know the name of this, and I can't think of it. But Jonathan, you know I'm, I'm struggling. Bowl, yes. Yeah. What, what, what is it? A bolo tie. It's it, it, it's like oh. a brooch that holds like two kind of cords. Two, that you two wear cords or two strings. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. we 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 had a bolo tie in our house. Oh, who is we? <laughs> It wasn't. It Tell wasn't, us more. It, I think it was my brother's, to be honest. I, I I remember seeing it. I remember wearing it a time or two. Not out. I never yeah. wore it out. I, I, I like, think wore it some of them are absolutely beautiful. Yeah. No. I was in um, um, northern Wisconsin, and uh, two of my girlfriends and I, we went you know, shopping in thrift stores. And I am telling you, there was a whole big section of buckles for belts and then the bolios. What are they called? Bolos? Bolos. Bolo, bolo, yeah. Thank bolo you, bolos. And they were beautiful. And I started to get one for you, Michael, and I decided, no, no. Thank you Maybe not. for thinking of me oh. and for not getting it. I appreciate both of those. <laughs> I think he would have looked great in it, though. I almost bought a few for some men in my life, so I didn't do it. I wish I had. But they are beautiful. Some of them are really spectacular. Uh, yeah, I, I will tell you, though, as, as Joe and I drove home from the mall on our whole Easter day, uh, we drove through all the nightclubs in West Hollywood, which, of course, you know, Sunday fun day. And I'm thinking people are going to be at home with their families or just, you know, relaxing on Easter Sunday. We rolled through about 6 p.m., 530. And it was, <clears throat> I mean, it was packed. <laughs> wow. Wall to wall. People were out in Easter bunny ears and short shorts and tank tops going, whoa. And I was like, I guess this is someone else's Easter. He said a nightclub outside in L.A. It was a very different kind of Easter going on in West Hollywood. See, I believe this is why some churches change the name of Easter to Resurrection Sunday, because then that makes you think differently about it. But Easter is kind of like fun games and go find some eggs with chocolate you know, plastic eggs with a whole bunch of money in it. You know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. it, at least they were on theme. The, the, the short shorts were bright pink. So, I mean, people were <laughs> at least... On brand for the holiday in WeHo today, but but also you know um, 
I, I, I say that in, in jest, of course, it's, it's just a joke, but uh, West Hollywood and all the gay clubs there have long since been a refuge for those without families, those right. whose families won't speak to them or could kick them right. out. And so nightclubs in general around the world and the country uh, have always been that place where, 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 where LGBTQIA plus people can go. And, you know, the that scene, the dance, the, the freedom of it isn't just about partying. No, it was always about freedom of expression in a place where you can be yourself without judgment. So I, dr- I drive through there not judging them and saying, hey, I wonder what their stories are. Are they just having a good time? Or are some of these people coming here because they haven't had an Easter with their family since they were kids? Maybe, maybe that is their, their chosen family, and they're going to go out and have drinks and be in a space where they can be themselves. And that is in its own way a resurrection. So happy Easter to them all in West Hollywood. You know, it's interesting uh, you mentioned that because there was a post of um, Magic Johnson and his son, and his son was fully dressed in uh, a beautiful gown, a woman's gown, high heels. I mean, just beautiful. It was a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. And he said, I am so proud of my son, or I love my son so much. Something like that was said. And I, I almost broke into tears because there are still young people who – have accepted that they're gay, they know that they're gay, and still their families will expel them from their home, expel mm-hmm. them from their Won't community. Right. And so to see Magic Johnson standing there with his beautiful son moved me to tears. I really did. And I just, I was so grateful to see that we are coming, we're getting closer to being who we should be, you know? Um, how I we mean, should be as a parent. We're also moving. We're also moving backwards in red states. So <laughs> certain places where there's progress, and other places, you know, uh, people, are, Republicans, are using the legal system to just go backwards time and time again. And of course, you know, there's uh, CEOs, uh, Disney, him, him, uh, who are not doing their job and their part to keep the progression going forward. But to your point, yes, Magic has been a, a long time ally of, of his son, EJ Johnson. Uh, and EJ is fabulous. I've met him before. I'm very jealous of many of his outfits. They are really incredible. Um, and of course, he has the resources to just really hit a red carpet and be head to toe, uh, just uh, outrageously amazing. So um, Magic has been um, wonderfully supportive in that regard. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, um, I have to ask you about what the day is like, was like today as far as the weather. And I also want to know what the gas prices are for you right now. You know, the gas prices are the thing that people are still talking about, and it's definitely hitting pocketbooks. I mean, I think you know here in L.A., most gas stations, uh, regular, medium, and supreme are all over $6. Um, all of them? Are, yes, all of them are over $6 at this point. Um, oh. And there was – I did see supreme gas at six ninety nine a couple weeks ago, so it almost went to $7 here. Um, but it doesn't seem to be slowing people down. And in fact, the, the, the numbers came out recently and can, consumer confidence is actually much higher than, than they expected. And people are still going out and spending. Um, and we saw that all weekend long with all of the holidays that landed on this weekend. Restaurants here in L.A. were packed, uh, malls, movies, uh, movie theaters, rather, um, celebrations, food was being ordered. So uh, these prices are outrageous, yes. And, and it's definitely affecting many households, especially in terms of uh, the grocery store prices and inflation there. But um, for those who, who can, uh, again, inflation always hits the lower uh, end of the income spectrum, unfortunately, like so many things in our economy. 
Uh, but for those who were already spending before, they're still spending. Um, so I think I won't say we're getting used to it here in L.A., but mm. people seem to be pressing forward. All right. We got to take a break and we'll come back with my son, Michael Battle, in just a moment. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Mom and Michael Hour. It is my favorite, and we thank you so much for sticking and staying with us tonight. All right. Uh, I am Geraldine Steele, if you're just finding us on the radio, and we sure appreciate it. We have some great hosts here at WCCO, so you want to keep that radio right here. WCCO Radio, 830 AM. Now, Michael, welcome back. Um, I want to ask you a question about climate change. In California, the weather has been quite remarkable. You've had a lot of good days. Tell me about those that may have been challenging when it comes to the weather. Um, Interesting question. That's the irony of California. Obviously, we are known for having beautiful weather and, you know, sunshine all the time. It's why Hollywood has was born here and has thrived here. Uh, because we have great days to film here in California. Um, that said, I love it when it's warm outside. I moved here in part because of the heat. I enjoy the sunshine and the heat year-round. But uh, so when it's, you know, 75, 80 degrees, it feels great, but it shouldn't be that hot. And we've had that throughout our winter. We've had really, really warm days, uh, un- unusually warm days. Uh, we're still in a drought, as we know. Our droughts are you know, do come and go throughout the years, but they are progressively worse each time, which creates worse fire seasons, hotter days. You've all heard about um, what's happening in terms of our climate. So it's kind of easy to, uh, on the days like we had last week, to say, oh, it's, 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 I think it was 90 degrees last week. And, oh, let's go to the beach, and this is great, and it's beautiful outside, and it's 90 and sunny, but it also shouldn't be 90 and sunny and dry the bone in the middle of the winter. Um, right. So... It's, uh, you know, you hope it will, it, it, that we can course correct in time to not have California or the entire West Coast really burn. Because remember last time we had the major fires, it was yeah. Seattle down. Awesome. It wasn't just L.A. It was all the West Coast was burning. Uh, and, and, and then in Canada also, so much so that the skies in Minnesota were orange because there were so That's many right. fires going in. And the, the, the plumes of, of ash and all the toxins in the air uh are so large that they actually affect the air quality in the entire Midwest, even when the fires are just in California. So it's not just us. It affects the whole country. I'm just going to read one little short paragraph about what's happening. Uh, the U.S. military bases in the Arctic and subarctic are failing to prepare their installations for long-term climate change as required, even though soaring temperatures and melting ice already are cracking base runways and roads and worsening flood risks up north. The Pentagon's watchdog office said this on Friday, Michael. And I, I started reading it. I had to stop reading it. I had to stop reading it because we're going to hear more and more and more about the changes on our earth and people keep wanting to ignore it. Don't be one of those to ignore it, son. 
But it was Don't not ignore people. It. Let's be clear. It's Republicans. That's not even trying no, to be political. No, it's that's, not. It's there, what it is. No, I know Democrats that nope, nope, nope. That's not true. It's not you, just you, them. You you know Democrats were climate change deniers? I have heard from some that are. Absolutely. It's really, really? interesting what is ha- Oh, absolutely. But here's the thing. Um, most of them are not that I know of, but absolutely I've had conversations with Democrats who say no, no, no. Cause, and I think it's because the, the dates keep changing. The dates keep changing. Remember when it was Al Gore, Vice President Al Gore, who, you know, he, he finally came forward and said, we have 20 years. That was in 2001, mm-hmm. 2002. Right. So we're there. And now I just read like two weeks ago that, oh, no, no, we have 10 years. We have 10 years to go. And I just I just don't think we're doing enough. So enough said about that. Michael, we got to take a break. And when we come back, we will uh, continue talking about movies and no weather and cryptocurrency. We'll be back. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 1035 here at WCCO. And, of course, this is the Mom and Michael Hour, if you're just joining us. It's my favorite hour of the four hours that we do on Sunday night. So I thank you so much for sticking and staying with us or just joining us. So, Michael, there's so much going on I want to talk to you about. it. Let's talk about the movie you had a chance to see because it's called Fantastic Beast. And isn't there one or two of those already? Is this the third? This is the third one. So the, the, there's yeah. the first one, Fantastic Beasts, and where to find them. Then the second one was Fantastic Beasts, uh, the, I think, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And this is the third one, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, all, all, all prequels to the original Harry Potter films. Um, and weirdly, some of the least successful Harry Potter films. <laughs> it's really, really weird that people just haven't. Um, you know, attached to these to to, to, this, to this prequel franchise as strongly as they did, did the original Harry Potter franchise. Um, and uh, don't get me wrong, they still do well. They make a good amount of money, enough for, the, for, for Warner Brothers to put out three of them so far. Um, and this one in, in particular uh, premiered especially low. It just didn't do that well in, in, in its opening weekend. It only made $43 million here in the U.S. Now, mind you, it's Easter weekend. Easter often is, uh, again, Easter and Passover. Both of those holidays often fall in line with spring breaks. Some people might be out, uh, might have, uh, you know, be at brunch, as I mentioned before. They might have taken a vacation somewhere. I mean, things are have reopened, so people are more inclined to go out and do things, especially if it's getting warmer in some of the colder states. Um, but 43 million for an opening, even during the pandemic, is not what you would expect for. Uh, any sort of film associated with the Harry Potter franchise. Worldwide, it made, it made $193 million, uh, which wow. is great, but they probably spent more than that making the movie, so it's definitely going to have to stay in theaters for quite some time worldwide to really um, make some money back. So we'll see what happens on the budget. If they make a fourth one of these, what's going to happen? And then also I wanted to mention uh, on, on, on Rotten Tomatoes, this film is at it's really, really no low numbers right now. It has a oh, wow. uh, tomato, tomato meter score of 48% overall, and the audience score on the flip side is 85%. So that's to say the people who have seen it, which is not, not as many as you would normally have, do seem to like it. Critics seem to hate it. Um, all of that said, I have always liked the Fantastic Beast movies. I find them to be wonderful and whimsical. The first one... 
um, had some challenges, but the second one in particular had a real weight to it. But as a person who saw all the Harry Potter films without having read the books before, these films are fun because they don't assume that you know everything. Since it's a prequel, yes, you're experiencing the younger versions of some characters that you may have seen. Yes, there is a, a, a world that you understand because you're a fan, uh, or rather you've seen Harry Potter films, but there's more exposition. They tell you more about the characters. Once they introduce someone new, they do so as they would in a normal film where, you know, they don't expect that you know them. Whereas the original Harry Potter films assumed, as they should have, that you read the books. So there were tons of details and 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 important context that's just not in the movies at all. You just kind of have to have read the books to understand why that wand is special, why that one person said that one thing. Um, so that's why I like them. They're very happy. The the beasts in the name are all these wonderful creatures, um, and uh, the, the 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 man that collects all these beasts and tracks them is, is a professor at Hogwarts, and it's played by Eddie Redmayne, who is such a weird, quirky fun guy. I mean, he plays quirky characters in most films, and, and this character in particular is incredibly likable and, uh, and, and just strange at times. Um, and it's happy. I, I love sitting down and just disappearing into this world and having the animals and then the drama. Um, and in this film, it's set at a time where, you know, the, 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 there's the, the, the wizarding world, of course, that coincides and lives alongside of the regular world. And this is in a time period uh, with the rise of the Nazi party in Germany. So it's kind of, that's that's a little cliche in Hollywood, of course, where, you know, Russians or Germans are the bad guy. And that's a long standard in Hollywood uh, for good reason. So the bad guys in here are on the German side. And and the tone of it is very much in that world war, like the world is kind of starting to fall apart and there's a rise of this new force, but it's all happening in, in the wizarding world. That's a really cool concept. Unfortunately, and then I'll wrap this up, they didn't seem to really take the time to play out or rather fully explain the politics behind what they were trying to show. They had all these great concepts on screen. I feel like the executives in the room said, hey, simplify this. You know, don't make it so dark. Let's just kind of give them a taste of what's going on, but proceed into some great fight scenes and some character development. I wish they had just taken the time and said, hey, we're going to do this. It's going to be serious. It's going to be um, going to have more gravity to it, like they did in the second film. But the second film didn't do as well as they hoped. So maybe that's why they made the change on this one. Can, can I ask a quick question regarding your, uh, your take on prequels in general? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you think, and, and you and I are in this age range, do you think that the Star Wars prequels that came out to, at this point almost 20 years ago, did that kind of sour the taste of moviegoers for most sequels that would follow? I know that there are some – or I'm sorry, prequels that would follow. I know there are some that have done a successful job at the box office, but a lot of times if you do a prequel, it's, it's not going to fare too well. Um, no, I think we have strong examples of prequels that don't match the original in, in both Star Wars and, and of course, the Hobbit films uh, that came out that were still had Peter Jackson on board, but just didn't really encapsulate the gravity of the original trilogy. Um, that said, we have examples like Rogue One, which is in the Star Wars franchise, technically is a prequel, 
uh, even though it comes after episodes one through three and was released, what was that, six, seven years ago? And it's still one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best Star Wars films ever made. Um, so it's less people are soured on prequels overall. I think people just go into a prequel as they would a sequel, and that's with high expectations. So the bar is just a bit higher for, for any, any sort of uh, content made where the viewer has an expectation. They've seen some piece of it. And, of course, we've seen that with remakes in particular. Um, I have many friends that don't like that I did not like the Blade Runner remake. I was not a fan of that film. I thought it was very slow. Uh, it didn't really... I didn't really get attached to it. I, I, you know, had never actually seen the original Blade Runner. I went to the new one with fresh eyes and just was bored for a large swath of the film. That said, Dune, uh, same director, a different remake, one of my favorite films of the past 10 plus years. So it just depends on if the, the, the director of the team meets the bar of the fan that is watching. Well, I would like to say about Fantastic Beast is that I never knew the name was Dumbledore. I thought it was Dumbledorf. Well, so the, <laughs> you and I would be in the same category of I don't always get the names right. I don't know what all the wands mean. I've seen all the movies. Um, and, and, and when I had COVID over the holidays, uh, it was playing on TV with commercials. I think I told you this afterwards after I got better. Uh, I watched every single Harry Potter film with commercials because I was just stuck inside and couldn't go anywhere. And I had the time and I was like, well, here we go. Let's start from the first one and go all the way through. Um, and so even having done that recently, I don't, you know, I, I don't get all the names right. But yes, but Dumbledore, that one I did actually know. Um, and I, again, I like the movie. Uh, I really thought it was enjoyable. It's fun. I liked escaping into it when it finished. I didn't want it to be done. Uh, it's just kind of nice to, as movies do, and why I love films so much is because they take you away. You get to go into a different world, and when that world is happy and devoid of pandemics and wars and politics, it is especially sweet. So did she begin the Fantastic Beasts um, series because the children that were in the original Harry Potter books and movie were children. Now they're all grown people. Um, and it seems now that changing it to Fantastic Beasts makes sense because now it kind of redirects us to a whole nother world. Do you agree? I don't know why J.K. Rowling wrote this film. I'm sure she probably put that out there when, when they were making the first one. Uh, again, not a big enough fan to know the quote of why um, that's the case. And maybe this film didn't do as well because of the controversy around her as of late. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure, yes, to your point, I'm sure that it has, has something to do with further monetizing the audience as they grow up. Uh, and actually, given the existing audience more content, but more importantly, finding a new audience, younger people, since there aren't new books coming out, trying to get them on board so that the studio can, can keep making these films. Oh, and this reminds me, speaking of bad sequels, uh, the Matrix is a great example of a film that, you know, even though the first film was life-changing in terms of movies, I mean, that was an incredible piece of art that no one saw coming. Second film was strong, but mm, okay. And then the third one really was the weakest of the three. The bar was at the third movie, and the fourth one comes out all these years later uh, and is far, uh, far less uh, successful and not, right. not nearly as well done as even the third movie. So, 
even with time, once you have established the bar of you know, what that content is going to be, it's harder, harder and harder to meet uh, your audience's expectations. It's so true, Michael. Okay, now I want to change um, what we're talking about, the topic. Uh, cryptocurrency, you know, it's everywhere. I'm seeing all of the ATMs and banks and you name it. Um, it's, it's very real. And I'm just wondering... How are you, have you invested at all? Because a lot of people that I, not a lot of people, the few people that I know that are invested um, will have to figure out, have to figure out how to do this in their taxes, which I think are due tomorrow or well, this month for sure. Um, so I'm just wondering. No, you're right. Are, tomorrow, tomorrow's tax day. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tax day. Yeah. So Michael, are you, are you investing in that yet? Are you just learning about it? Where are you at with crypto? No, I, I am uh I, the older I get, the more I realize I, how risk averse I am when it comes to like my financial stability, my household. Like I just, it, it's, to me, it's not attractive. And I have friends who invested early and have done very well. And we've all heard the stories of, of people who got into crypto or, or, or other cryptocurrencies and have made tons of money. And of course, anyone on Instagram has gotten some Instagram bot who messages them and says, Hey, I'm a crypto queen and let me help you make all this money. And it's always a picture of them with a big pile of cash and a Lamborghini. And there's bots like that all, all over the place purporting to be able to educate you as to how to profit off of this. Um, so I, I kind of live vicariously through my friends who, you know, are, are on various apps, investing small amounts here and there and watching them do it. I'm still learning just how to invest in regular equities. You know, I opened my first equity account during the pandemic, as so many others my age did, and, you know, have a, a small amount of cash to go spend on that. And I'm just like, ooh, this is a lot. You know, so I, I think I would educate myself better on how to day trade on my own with small amounts of money. And then if I really felt like, let's get riskier, maybe jump into that, but it's just I probably will not dive into that direction until it's far more established here in the U.S. All right, Michael, we have to take a break and come back with our final, our final say in just a moment. Love this song. I get the lyrics wrong, though. <laughs> you seem to do that a lot with I Lake Street do. Dive, especially I with do. Lake Street Dive. You, you no. tend to do that. No, I'm sure not. That's not true. Remember when we when we had? Uh... No, I don't. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm absolutely sure I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> Welcome yep. back, everyone. As we wrap I'm up, bring up that song this... again. <laughs> oh gosh! As we wrap up this entire show, the four hours from seven to eleven p.m. Again, we want to say thank you so much for supporting us here at WCCO, being a part of this show. And it's not just my show, it's our show. So thank you. Um, thank you for the text. I think we received only one text that we had the question on, Jonathan, but uh, I don't think it's necessary to read it, but I really did appreciate it. So thank you for those of you who thought about it and those of you who decided to write in. Bottom line is, I love being here with you, and I'm so excited that I still get a chance to do that. Um, We have so much fun, and with my son, Michael Battle, it really means a lot to me. So thank you. Hey, Jonathan, by the way, it was great having you back on this today. And I heard your um, sports that you did in between one of our hours. And man, you did a great job. So thank you. Onward, man. Keep going. I do. I do what I can. And uh, I I did miss being on with you the last couple of weeks. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I had a chance to go 
cover the women's final four, and it was a fantastic time. Wow, that's awesome. Congratulations. And Michael, of course, your mother loves you so dearly. You are my favorite son. You're my only son, and it's still important to me. Um, Also, I'm so happy that you're happy. Every time I talk to you now on the radio, you sound so happy. And I cannot tell you for a mother, it's so important. So Thank you so much. And I'll, I'll say to you, sometimes, I was just telling Joey this when I got home, sometimes I feel guilty. Because I feel like I've built this life in Los Angeles where I get to go do all these fun things. And trust me, it has been difficult at times. You know, it hasn't been a perfect uh, moment here. But it's very fun. I, I, I love my life. I live a, a beautiful life. And I get to do a lot of really amazing things. And then I think, man, I, I just want to bring everyone else in my family on this journey. You know, so I'm hoping that you can come back to L.A. and visit soon. I want Denise to come here and visit soon because I want to show you all the restaurants and places and things that I do because – it's it's fun here, you know. It it comes with its challenges, but it can be really fun here in Los Angeles. Awesome! I can't wait to come and see you and Joey. So prepare, because I am coming, and I'm hoping to bring your sister with me. So we'll see. Yes, she needs a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it'll either be late May or early June, I hope, and I can't wait to see you guys. So just take care. Know that I love you very much. And uh, by the way, with it being Easter today, did you say a prayer? I did. I said a prayer. And for, for me, it was more a prayer of thanks. Thankful to have family here in L.A., which I haven't had most of the years I've lived here. Thankful to be able to talk to you. Thankful to be happy and healthy. Uh, and and. The prayers are for others, are for Ukraine, are for the people who don't have families to be with, are for the people who feel ostracized or oppressed, you know. So uh, thankfulness and prayers for others, that definitely was on my mind this Easter Sunday. Enough said with that, Michael. And by the way, one more thing. I really want you to start singing again. Find a guitarist and just start rehearsing. Go to some coffee houses or sit outside on the beach. I don't care, but keep singing. Well, the first thing I have to do is start going out every way, every weekend talking about loud music because my voice has still not fully come back. If you can't hear, it has been weeks, uh, but it did come back a couple days ago, strongest it's been in a long time. And then I sang all day long, and that's why I sound like this now. So <laughs> I have to get that all together, and then we'll go from there. Well, just remember, um, keep going over that song, The Prayer. I think we can do that together. Oh, that's too difficult. I'm not singing that song. No, no, no. no. It's not too difficult. To sing that song. No, he's not afraid to sing that song. And the Italian part, you can do it. No, no, he, Michael. He, listen. That's, that's the famous listen. story. Repeat it's, after it's, me. It's, Repeat it's, after me. Repeat after me. Sonia Momo. No. Just try it. No. No, but I love you. Feelings. Oh, my God. Oh, you're going to do it. I'm coming. I'm driving down there, man. I'm going to have a high bicycle. And <laughs> I'm going to be able to reach the top of your head. He is about oh, six foot goodness. three, y'all. Six foot three, almost six foot four. I don't know. Anyway, I love you. Take care of you, okay? I love you, too. You too. All right, Jonathan, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's good to be back on a Sunday evening Sunday with uh, evening. such professional people. <laughs> <laughs> we love you too, Jonathan. We love you Do too. we? Do we? <laughs> Good night, everyone. Sweet dreams. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.